to anyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Colt and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Greetings, podcast land. Welcome to the Men Church Stuff podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Culp. Always here with my brother-in-law, Brad. How you? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. We get to talk about Dr. DJ today. I am in the hot seat today. Yes, yes, I am, Dr. DJ. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, Brad and I have actually have actually been hanging out for uh, for going on thirty minutes now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, apparently, um, him and my sister have found out that when you use the McDonald's app to try to order ahead. That what they actually do is they'll receive your order, they'll receive your payment, and then they'll sit in the they'll sit in their restaurant and laugh at you as you just sit in the parking lot. <laughs> they'll point, they'll wave, you know. <laughs> it's funny. I think they were watching because they waited until we went to check the bank account to make sure that it came out, and here the lady pops up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, oh, we got your food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're looking, no guys. They're looking. Get it. it ready. Get it ready. <laughs> They care now. <laughs> I mean, I got nuggets and fries. How, how long does it take to get that? Like, you already got that ready. Yeah. That, is, that is in there. You're looking at it. Who's that, who's that car sitting it. out there? Uh, I think that's the online order. Okay, start the timer. Let's see how long they, they, they sit there. Go. <laughs> oh, no. It looks like they might call somebody. We better go now. Go, go, go. So, yeah. I mean, in uh, fairness, they were... In fairness, they were pretty busy, and they're not Chick Fil A. So, dude, no doubt. Like, I almost—I'm not going to say we probably need like a whole Chick Fil A episode, but we definitely need to do like a whole bit sometime on Chick Fil A because they—I think they turned the whole world's heads during COVID. But, um, I, I yeah. think we should let Chick Fil A run the government. No doubt, man. Because yeah. McDonald's is doing it now, and it's just—it's yeah, not. A, yeah, right. It's not working. And what they're doing is they're sitting in their buildings and they're pointing and laughing at everybody, you know, like (laughs) no one's going to, no one's going to (laughs) care. So, uh, so last week, um, Brad was in the hot seat. We did a journey to now, which was technically then. And so, um, today it's my turn journey to now, which is now, but when, you know, come Monday, when this, when this episode drops, it will have been then, um, So Brad, I uh, I passed the I passed the torch the baton to you, my friend. All right. So, um, you know, DJ, in your notes, it's it's preamble. So, uh, four score and no, no <laughs> yeah, right. That's the Gettysburg Address, anyway. Um, so, DJ, a little bit about this guy. So I. Uh, you know, you were talking about you gained a brother. Well, I gained another brother mm, yeah. when I came into the family and really appreciate it. 
you know, I, I remember one of the first times meeting you was when you came and visited us, uh, your sister at college, uh, mm-hmm. you came to Eastern and, you know, I, I liked you from, from the get go. Um, yeah. one of the things that I love about you, DJ is, is you love jokes. You love, <laughs> you love wordplay and all that stuff. Uh, you love to, to, to kind of hit other people with that, especially your sister. Um, yeah. but, but the important part is, but you receive it just as well. Oh gosh. Yeah, you know, man. Right. You just, you know, so it's a, it's a fun back and forth. And, and I think that's one of the things with, with your and my relationship is, is like, we're always looking for that way that we can just jab each other yeah. in, in a fun way. And yeah. You know, yeah. like, very well, much, very, like you were saying when your sister was leaving, that she kind of jabbed you and you were like, oh, is that the best you got? Like, what a <laughs> world we live in where that's the recycling all of the, you know, do better, do better. That's right. Yeah. Anytime, anytime, like someone, in my opinion, anytime someone like wants to be sarcastic, that is an invitation to see if you can like one up them. That's Absolutely. it's it's not a I'm so sorry. My apologies. You're right, sir. You have you have taught me my lettuce, my lesson, you know, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but but also, you know, with you, DJ. I, you and you and Tabitha both just have that just your faith in Christ and your focus like on that. You know, one of the things when I look at raising our kids is is I look and go, okay, what did David and Missy do right? You know, obviously I look at my parents too, but but I mean like, yeah, when we're talking about you today, not me. So you know, what did David <laughs> David and Missy do right that that they have you know their children who are continuing to to just persevere in their faith continue to grow in their faith uh, in Christ. Uh, also, one of the things that your uh, sister often says about you is that you're Metro. Um, and so for you guys that don't know that, it means that like he is, he is uh, a guy who is completely um, straight, loves his wife, loves Sheriff, but has a great sense of style. And, and so she will go sometimes I need to call DJ and see if this matches. <laughs> um, will these shoes go with, with this dress? Cause yeah. she'll look at me. Cause DJ, she'll look at me and she'll go, does this match? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks okay to me. I mean, there are times when I'm like, no. <laughs> and if I think it doesn't like, like, yeah, it like don't wear that. Yeah. Like, but, right. but most of the time, like, it looked, sure, I don't know. i like, why are you asking me? Sometimes I'll say, call DJ. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but again, and we've talked through the years that, that you're a guy of, of great precision. Like, <laughs> I know this is funny. It sounds funny. But, like, I, I love to watch you, like, make a pot of coffee because <laughs> you're, you're just, you're so precise, like, like this has to be perfect and and you know i'd make fun of you for that i would but you make a heck of a cup of coffee (laughs) like i I can't argue with the results right yeah it's like you know so if the results are there now if you did that and the coffee was horrible like i'd be like dude 
<laughs> something's wrong yeah yeah you're you're messing around and you're not doing it right <laughs> just yep. dump it in there yeah man so, well the so it's all about grounds to water and the, to the, water. the the amount of the amount of 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 grounds to cups of water in a in like in a in a carafe the the magic number is two um like two tablespoons of coffee grounds to one like when I say one cup, not one coffee cup, but a, a like a measuring cup, like the the volume, two 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 tablespoons of coffee grounds to one cup of water, and that's that's there, it, man. There, there you have it, world. There that's is the, the secret. That's the magic formula. And, yeah. And here's here's the thing: is now I know the secret, and now it's my fault that I don't do it. That's true. Yeah, you have now been empowered, Brad. <laughs> I'm still taking the bag and just that's probably about two tablespoons. <laughs> you know, sometimes I make a great pot of coffee and sometimes it's too strong and sometimes it's too weak and, you know, I can't replicate it. So that's what I am. Um, so I, I, I did find a, uh, a thing, uh, you know, one of the things that we joke about is is kind of Yankee versus oh, Southern country guys. So, Lay it uh, on me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So here's a, here's a, you might be a Yankee. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So you might be a Yankee if you've never had an RC Cola. I want to say that I have, I think I've only had like one or two and they were terrible. Okay. Yeah. They so, were I mean, that's horrible. All, there, there you go. <laughs> Like, they're so bad. <laughs> well, and and you've been educated now on this next one. You might be a Yankee if you have no idea what a polecat is. I I did not. That's correct. Yes, I did not until one of our recent episodes. So thank you very much for that, Brad. <laughs> yeah. uh, you might be a Yankee if you want your son to grow up to be a lawyer or a doctor instead of having his own fishing show. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Easily so. You might be a Yankee if you don't know what a moon pie is. No, I do know what a moon pie is. Now I will say You're this: I to mix that with the RC cola. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, RC cola oh. Moon pie. I did not know what <laughs> moon pies were until we moved to Kentucky. That's right. Yeah. See, yeah. You've been educated, and they're okay. They're really dry. Like yeah, yeah. Oh man, I've... no. See the secret. The secret sauce is you got to put it in the microwave for about ten seconds. If you do too much longer than that. It would destroy it, but about ten, just enough to get it just, just to heat, just to warm it up, heat it up just a little bit. Yeah, that is the magic. Ten to maybe fifteen, but you gotta be careful. You go like sixteen seconds, it's over. <laughs> You've yeah. done scorched the thing. Yeah, it, right. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> All right, um, you have no problem pronouncing Worcestershire sauce. Wor Worcestershire. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's yeah, it's Worcestershire. <laughs> uh you think barbecue is a verb meaning to cook outside okay i had this conversation <laughs> yesterday so i like i want to do a minute on this because it brad is if it's okay i actually might yep. give you a little a little inspiration here because i i, I stumbled <laughs> across a thought so growing up barbecue was it, it was a verb it was an event and, and when I say it was an event, not a noun event, I mean, there were some people that would say, hey, we're going to have a barbecue. But what that means is we want a bunch of people to come over. I'm going to grill and we're going to hang out outside. That's what a barbecue is in the north. 
in the South, obviously barbecues, pulled pork, pulled deer, pulled goat, whatever. That's right. So when we first moved to Kentucky, um, our our church's homecoming were I think it was only like two or three weeks after we had moved, and so they did this huge the, this huge to do giant spread Southern cooking, you know, and and so we had we had two things of barbecue, bunch of baked beans, potato salad. I mean, it was it was it was that kind of that kind of spread. And everybody kept asking me, so DJ, do you like barbecue? And I didn't understand their question, you know, <laughs> because like, that's like me asking you, Brad, do you like truck? Not yeah, a truck. I it's like, I do, DJ. I know it's affirmative. But I didn't understand what they meant. It wasn't until about a month ago, because this is how dorky my brain is, listeners. <laughs> that barbecue has two spellings and they're both and they are they are both accepted um b-a-r-b-e is is the the way that the the, the first what is that five letters that 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 are are consistent spelling one ends with c-u-e and spelling two ends with q-u-e i think barbecue q-u-e is the food and barbecue c-u-e is the event all right so um we just keep it simple where I come from. We call it a cookout. <laughs> yeah, right. You can have barbecue at your cookout. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. just I wanted I wanted to get I wanted to share that with you because I got really excited. Like, wait a minute, there's two spellings, and yeah. I'm pretty sure one's not British. Like this yeah, is we, <laughs> we we make it simple. See, cookout, that's opposite of cook in, but you don't say cook in because that's just what you do normally. So that'd be silly right. to give it a name. So you know, just cook. That that is. Oh, so if you're going to cook that's a, outside, that's a fun one, Brad. Then, then you just throw it out there that you're going <laughs> to. You know, we're going to cook out. But see, we're simple people. We yeah. don't we don't we don't want to confuse anybody. <laughs> There's nothing confusing about cook out. What are you going to do? We're going to cook out. You're going to cook out. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say this about barbecue in the north. If you were if you were to actually find a place. For the most part, that sells pulled pork, or in the South, what we what we what we call as barbecue, it's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> Just choose something. Choose something else. Yeah. <laughs> What's and next? A couple more. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> You've never planned a vacation around a gun and knife show. True. <laughs> that can't be uh, more true. <laughs> for breakfast, you prefer potatoes al gratin to grits. Oh gosh, dude, yeah. Like, <laughs> except for don't put barbecue sauce in them. That's a story for another day. Oh, the only kind of the only kind of grits that I like, and I learned to like these when we were in Mississippi, uh, is shrimp and grits. But they have to they have to be cooked right. It's well, got it's you can't live in Mississippi and not eat grits at some point. That's true. The law. Yeah. I think yeah. they'll kick you out. Like, then, the then, then Sheriff like, broke the law. Hey, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You ain't supposed to be here. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Um, you can do your laundry without quarters. Yes, I can do laundry without quarters. I don't do laundry uh, though. And last but not least, and, and I'm interested for the answer to this. Yeah. Uh, you don't have a single can of WD-40 anywhere in the house. Oh no, that's false. Okay, um, good. Yeah. I was going to yeah. worry about, I was like, DJ, we need to stop and pray. No. Um, no, I will say this. You're not that far down. Okay. I I did grow up. Dad did have WD forty, but we actually use two in one more than anything, um, or three in one. Maybe it's what it is three in one. Um, 
but no, since being married to Shara and, you know, and, and, and joining, uh, joining the ranks of her family. Oh no, we've got WD 40 everywhere. I will say though, I don't use it like most people in the South do. (laughs) It's more, it's more of a, it's more of a, do you have it? Yes, I do. It's over there. You know what I mean? (laughs) In the South, in the South, if it, if it moves and it ain't supposed to use duct tape, (laughs) if it don't move and it's supposed to use WD-40, but my daddy always said, he said, but I'll remind you, son, God used nails. He didn't use nails. Yes, he did. God used nails. There you go. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, yeah. that's the last I've that's got. A, that, that was a solid quiz, man. Well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, journey to now slash then with Dr. DJ. So first question. Yeah. How did God start you on his journey for yeah. your life? Um. <clears throat> So one of the things that um, I have always not enjoyed about Mm -hmm. my testimony, uh, my journey, is that it's – I would consider it to be very regular. Mm. Um, No such thing, but okay. I know, right? And I I do know that (laughs) – I do know that – I do believe that, that it's not, but – you know, you were Brad. Your your journey as a child, um, you know, with birth and and growing up, I I, I didn't have that. And not to say that, you, not you to say born. That, yes, I was born. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, Gosh, this is an interesting story already. Go on. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 here to talk to you about other dimensions that you want to understand. So, um, I was uh, I was born in Michigan. Um, we only lived there for a year and a half. Um, as I mentioned on one of my, on, again, one of our previous episodes, but uh, grew up in a suburb of Chicago. Um, I, 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 I tell people that in 1994, we moved to uh, Western Kentucky. And um, when we did, I left my heart in Chicago. Um, I'm still, I still, I don't consider myself a Chicago native by any means. Um, but when I'm there, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say I feel like I'm at home. But I definitely have a very like this overwhelming sense of familiarity when when I go back. Um, I love the city. I love city life. Um, I love the busyness. I love being another face in the crowd. Um, I love I love the the culture of the north. Um, and I and I like the culture of the south too. So don't get me wrong. And listeners, for those of you who who live in the south and shoot, you know, for the the ones that that know me personally, it's, I certainly don't despise the culture of the south. Yeah. I real, but I really love the culture of the north. Um, I uh, I remember distinctly the um, the intersection actually, Brad. Um, I could, I, if I, if I could, if I could figure, figure out how to get there, I could actually take you to the intersection. I remember it so, so vividly when, uh, when my, when mom and dad told me and Tabitha, um, that we were moving from Whiting, Indiana, suburb of Chicago. We were, we were a mile South of the Chicago city limits. So, I mean, you could see skyline from our beach. I, I remember the intersection where they told us that we would be moving. Um, and it was absolutely devastating. So, um, to kind of, to kind of, um, 
give you just sort of the bird's eye view. Um, I grew up in a house. I grew up in a home where um, dad was his 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 pedigree, his academic pedigree, his intellectual pedigree. He was a psychology major, philosophy minor, and actually speaks that if he were to do it again, he would do he would go philosophy major, psychology minor. Um, dad has never been scared at all of learning things. He's not scared of information. He's not scared of knowledge. He's not scared of what knowing one thing may or may not do to what you already know, what you could potentially know, your belief systems. He's not scared. <clears throat> and I grew up in that home. Um, Brad, you, you know, my testimony of coming to Christ is is actually – very different in this in this regard to yours. Um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned last week, Brad, is that you know you noticed that my dad asked a lot of questions. I grew up with that. Yeah. When um, my my initial attraction to being you know to being a Christian, for probably a lot of kids, is not being able to take Lord's Supper. And so, Dad, Mom, and Dad both, but Dad specifically, made it very clear. Excuse me. He made it very clear that that was a very bad reason to become a Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to become a Christian I mean, just so, so you can cool drink. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can eat crackers and drink grape juice um, or wine if you're outside of the Baptist community. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I grew up with a lot of questions coming my way. Now, I can't tell you a lot what those were, but I remember the essence of those questions. It was it wasn't a foreign concept for me for dad to to explain something, a life lesson. Um, you know, DJ, here's what you did war wrong. Like, you know, issues not issues, but but scenarios like that. It wasn't a foreign concept for me for dad to not actually tell me, but for dad to rather intellectually walk me through. And I say all of that to say this, that when I remember distinctly, like being very curious about what it meant to become a Christian, I would ask dad, dad, how do you become a Christian? And dad would not tell me. He would ask me this, DJ, do you really want to know? And I love that about that approach. The approach very much was, was not going to be a bow your head, say the prayer, congratulations, I'm going to shake your hand, you're a Christian, and we're going to be done right. with it. This was not, this was not something to be, to be, to be discussed lightly. This was not something that, and I was seven at the time, this was not something for me to even consider lightly. This was not, this was, this was a very heavy topic. There's a, there's a lot to this. Um, and, and when I really kind of began to realize dad's not going to tell me this until, I'm serious about it. I began to be serious about it. So, um, so I became a Christian at seven, um, actually in a Kmart parking lot. Um, I can't tell you the exact day for the people that listeners, if, if there's anybody out here, to do. just to say Kmart, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty Southern thing to do. I said yeah. Jesus in a Kmart parking lot. See, it I knew it was in there, DJ. It does come across. You're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't I don't have the 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 luxury. I, I love to hear people who say that that my sort of my Christian birth date is and they like I don't know when it was. I do know that it was close okay. to I do know that it was close to St. Patrick's Day because when we when 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 we were done, when I was 
when I accepted Christ, I asked dad, could, could I get a, uh, could I get one of those mint, mint milkshakes from, from McDonald's? So, yeah. um, but there you go. So, so, so there you go, DJ, every time you <laughs> see them start to pop up, there's your reminder. It was like, this is the season. This, this is, is the season. season. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Name to Christ. It's, <laughs> it's true, man. So, um, coming back to like the whole regular idea, I mean, I was well-liked at school. I was, I was, I was sportsy. Um, I liked music. I had a lot of friends. I grew up with people in my, in my school, like things were fine. And, and so the reason I kind of started not with, not with accepting Christ, but rather the day that the day that mom and dad told us that we were going to move is because that's, that's when my world started to shatter. And the journey that God took me on is actually dependent of where I am currently right now. It is dependent on that day. And the reason I say that is because like if I if I track data points through my life of this could not have happened if this hadn't happened, if this hadn't happened, like when you track it, it actually comes back to that particular intersection, that particular right. um, um, that that day. So I'm in sixth grade. We moved to Kentucky and uh, and I hated it. I I, I could not stand it. Um and the reason I couldn't stand it is twofold, right? I mean, like, actually, it's it's what fivefold. And the reason I say that is like, so I'm no, I'm a, I'm I'm in a new place, and that is that's always you know as a kid that's never really a good thing. But um, I was a northern boy. I was a preacher's kid. I didn't talk with a twang. I was I was a band geek, um, and I didn't grow up with anybody. I mean, I'm sitting in the batter's box and I'm missing every pitch that they throw. Here. I'm like, yeah, I'm right. not from around here. Which is so, a horrible reason, by the way, Southern people to not accept people. It's exactly right. It right. really is. Like it's I know a, a lot of people that I grew up that grew up around where I grew up. That man, I'd trade them for some other people that were Yankees, or other Southern folks. Like I know, yeah, like horrible criteria. And horrible, and horrible. And, and you know, we're in sixth grade, and they operated by that criteria. And and Tabitha yeah. and I, actually Tabitha had the had the opposite experience that I did. So I I was left to deal with it. I just had to deal with it. That was that was my that was my new scenario. So um, I get I start to get involved, you know, and and I'm in band. I start playing baseball, and I've got some friends going, but um, I like. So how did God start me on the on his journey? Um part of part of the metro that 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 you talked about Brad, uh, you know, of my personality um actually dates back to apparently kindergarten. I don't remember that. Um <clears throat> but I always I always wanted to be in with the cool kids. It was interesting for me to for me to for me to think that way because in elementary school I didn't think that way. And maybe maybe that may have had to do something with the fact we are in elementary school too, but um, in middle school and high school, I, I wanted desperately to get in with the cool kids and I was not going to, to do whatever it took, but I did like, I towed the line and that's actually my personality. Um, My personality is not uber conservative, stay far away from anything that can hurt you. My personality is how close can I get before it hurts? Um, and that's not, that has not served me well in, in, in areas <laughs> of my life. 
it has served me well in some areas of life, but um, we got to step one, step two close to find out where that line is. Though, I mean, right? right? Yeah, like Indiana Jones nope, would nope, never have gotten. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have ever gotten the the um uh the the chalice. He would never. He wouldn't have been able to save uh, his dad if he hadn't taken the step. Um, yeah. But uh, I just compared myself to a hero. If you didn't catch that, listeners. So thank you very much. It's obligatory. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I try to get in with the cool kids. So I, I kind of had this, like this dichotomy experience in high school that I was, I was, I was a band geek. Um, I knew, I knew that I was like, I was good at music. Um, I found out through trial and error that I wasn't as good at other things as, as I was music. And so, um, my first step into really understanding what God was a, was going to do in my life actually came when I went to college because Murray State University in western part of Kentucky is in our backyard or was in our backyard where we where we lived. And I actually knew the marching band director, knew some of the people at the university. Um, and that's a crazy important step because that step would not have been taken. Guarantee, Brad, I would not have attended Murray State University if we hadn't moved. Um, and it was at Murray State University that I met my wife mm -hmm. and it was because of the campus minister at the, at, at the BSU Baptist student union, now Baptist campus ministries. It was the campus minister at the BSU at Murray State University. That was her uncle that kind of became like, um, a vicarious glue, if you will, to our relationship throughout the years. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, when you, when you ask, how did he start me on that journey? Um, I had a, uh, um, I, I rededicated my life at 14, um, to kind of backtrack I rededicated my life at 14 because I got to a point of not actually knowing or even kind of believing if I, um, if I accepted Christ, like for real, when I was seven, um, I was actually baptized the second time, which is looking like in hindsight, I think was really silly. But at the time, I did I, I didn't really know. Um, as an adult, looking back on like on my on my 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 faith experience at age seven, it was it was it was one hundred percent authentic, no doubt whatsoever. And I loved Brad how you simply put in in yours last last week of I you know I asked Jesus to come into my life and and forgive me of my sins. And he did. Um, when I got into my teenage years and even into my adult life, <clears throat> um, I was plagued by plagued by by sin um, that caused a lot of doubt into the authenticity of of that faith faith experience. But so, uh, do you feel like what you just did was answering the next question? <clears throat> sure. Uh, which is, you know, how slash when. Did you surrender to his journey for you? Or do you mm. think that's a different answer? So no, that's a very, it's a very, that is a very, very different answer. Um, okay. <laughs> I went into Murray State University as a music, as a music education major, because I had tons of zeal to be a high school band director. While I was there, <clears throat> I was around a lot of people that did not care about their subject as much as I did. And it yeah. confused me so much so that when I left, 
I didn't want to, I actually didn't want to be professionally associated with them at all. Yeah. Because like, as, as a musician, if you are not a, if you are not performing music on any level, or if you don't have a care for it, I'm confused as to why you're even doing it. Right. As to why you're teaching it anyways. Now, if you want to be a hobbyist, you get to, you get to choose your schedule. And that's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful outlet for people, but professionally for, for folks that, that, that claim, this is what I'm going to do. And this is going to be my identity and I don't do it. It confused me. I left Murray state university. Um, I, I, well, pause, sorry. Um, my percussion professor was um, was a jazz drummer out of New York and and did a lot of did a lot of work in Indianapolis. Um, he took for ten years under one of the greatest jazz drummers that has ever lived, um, Elvin Jones. But Dr. John Hill at Murray State um, opened my world. God used him to open my world to what playing the drum set not as a drummer, sort of like the the stereo the stereotype punchline that you hear in musician jokes. But like as an artist, he really opened my world to what that was like. And I left Murray State University doing wanting to do nothing but play, nothing, nothing but perform. I wanted to move to Nashville or tour, studio, anything. It doesn't matter. Oddly enough, none, none of that actually happened. I was on the road for six months. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was. I loved yeah. life on the road, but I didn't it, it like the 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 setting was wrong. There was something wrong about it. So much so that I like and uh we were we were based out of Roanoke, Virginia. And um Brad, if you've never been over to Roanoke, oh, well, I mean you grew up in Pikeville, so you're familiar with uh, the the landscape. I mean, it's like the further the further east you go, it's just the prettier it gets. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, but I, well, I mean, in Kentucky, I would agree with that. <laughs> I don't know about it. like once you're past East Kentucky, yeah, yeah. it gets worse. For right? the sake of the yeah. argument, yeah. we'll yeah. go. We'll go with that. Yeah. So um, I could actually look, and this is the only time this has ever happened in my life. But I could look at the geography, and there was mm -hmm. there was this burning indication in my soul that I needed to leave. Um, and God was, God was clearly pulling me out of that. So I never actually got God's blessing, God's release and listeners. I, I'm, I just, I want to say this. I like, I want to say this as an aside, because it's really important for me to say, because it really is a part of my story that a skeptic would, would say, well, dude, just go. That's all you got to do. Just just up and go. And I do say, I do say that there is some validity to it, but I, but like my life circumstances never situated themselves to where I felt the timing was right. Timing was always wrong. And that's why I say that I, I really believe that God did not release me to do that. So I moved back to, I moved back to Murray, Kentucky. Um, because I just had, like, I, I spent so much time there, you know, Brad, you, you, you joke that you spent four and a half years getting a four-year degree. I spent six years getting a four and a half year degree. Um, so, I'm, idea, so yeah. yeah, I know. Right. So I had, I had one of plenty. us has a doctorate. <laughs> That's true. No, I didn't get it from there. Um, <laughs> uh, I went back to Murray just cause I had, I had footing. Um, yeah. and for a year and a half, I worked as a dishwasher in the basement of a hospital, trying to figure out what to really do with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Shara and I got back together. We dated previously in college. Um, but we got back together and, um, when 
I like I got a music I got this music education degree and I knew that I, I knew this life circumstances had not laid themselves out yet to be able to move to Nashville and, and pursue the performance degree. So I just like I and I was a dishwasher in the basement of a hospital. I had to do something else. So I yeah. got a job. Um, I, I started applying for band director positions and there was one um, actually in the same school district that a student taught in. And when they offered me the job, I took it, number one, as a way to get out of my current circumstance. But number two, as a way in like really deep down, I took it as a way to tell God, I have no desire to be a teacher. And I'm going to take this to show you that. And now maybe you'll let me go do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That response is correct, Brad. That is correct. Yes. Well done. Yeah. A laugh, uh, like a chuckle of, yeah, you don't, you don't know who you're playing with, do you? Uh, is correct. So I took the job and I realized um, that teaching is my spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want it. Yeah. It is, that is a critical part of my story. Yeah. Um, to know that, to know that I grew up around Christian parents who are, who are, who are, who are searching after the will of God in our lives, regardless of yeah. where that takes you. Regardless of of what circumstance that puts you in, even if that means you don't get to live close to them, yeah. living like growing up in that kind of a home, constantly searching, allowing me and raising me in, in an atmosphere, in an environment that is very conducive to whatever God has called you to do, you got to do it no matter what anybody says, Yeah, including yourself. Yeah. That is when I accepted, okay, I guess this is me. And well, there, there's, there's Savior and Lord, man. Savior's the easy part. I mean, it's hard because we got to make yeah, it center. Well said. But, sa but Savior is one thing. But Jesus is Savior and Lord. Lord means he calls the shots. Yeah. He is the one who, <clears throat> yeah, with my life. So when he says yay, it means yes. When yeah. he says no, it means no. You yeah. Know. And, and, and that's hard because he doesn't it always was agree hard. with me. It was the, it was <laughs> the hardest thing I've actually ever had to do Yeah, was, was to, was to give that up in the professional realm that I wanted yeah. it. Yeah. It's not to say that I, I stopped playing because clearly I have not at all. I won't, mm -hmm. but the surrendering of that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but, it, but it's freeing once you really get Oh, dude. It. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. I've been fighting uh, against you for so long. Yeah. Well, what's interesting? No, no. I, I want to say this. I wasn't fighting against that. And the reason I wasn't fighting against that is because like fighting against that gives the connotation that I knew I had it from the get go and was running <laughs> away from it. You know what I mean? I wasn't like I didn't know that that was actually my spiritual gift. You, you didn't want to know what was behind door number three. No doubt. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I chose. I, God, I chose door one. Like, no, I want one. No, no that's the wrong one. No, no. You, no, you can't take one away from me. I chose one. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so I start teaching, fall in love with it. Um, Sharon and I get married. We're enjoying we're enjoying life uh, in 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 Western Kentucky. Um, I'm just going to say this much that sometimes um, in in 
school systems, sometimes teachers lose their jobs in very dirty ways. Sometimes that happens in ministry. You you can't run away from, from a profession where people are wronged. Um, I lost my job in a, in a dirty way, but I will say this. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to speak from, I, I'm going to try not to cry when I say this, because I've never actually put this together in this way until just now, okay. but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to speak from, from Joseph mm-hmm. that what, Others meant for evil. Yeah. God meant for good. Um, now I'm not going to say that people that people got rid of me like in a malicious way, um, but it certainly felt that way. But uh, I had started getting my master's degree, and I was never a student. As a matter of fact, Brad, I don't know if you know this. When I graduated my with my undergrad, me and a friend of mine, we actually promised each other that there's nothing that you could do that would ever get us to go back to school. <laughs> That's like <funny>. we're so <laughs> done um and so yeah. uh i started getting my master's degree because the state required it of teachers yeah. and Sharon and i we didn't have any kids we were making pretty good money uh had to pay for it out of our pocket and i and i what i told Sharon was i'm gonna start this and i'm gonna care a lot because mm-hmm. we're paying for it i fell in love with the academy I mm-hmm. fell in love with free thinking. I fell in love with the the um, pursuing pursuing truth, and by truth it can be capital T, which is which is Christian truth. It can be lowercase t in whatever your profession, whatever topic you want to look for. There's going to be truth in it. Um, and I t- I started t- I started to to toy around with the idea of I wonder what what it would be like to get to to like be a professor to get this doctorate thing. And I and I and I want to say this that Brad, your um I do believe it was your ordination, your ordination service in Perrysburg. Sharon, I came up to, and it was up, it was while we were up there that I asked my mom, um, it sitting in sitting in that that little apartment that you guys were were renting, I asked yeah. my mom, so I thought maybe just for fun, I thought what it would be like to get a doctorate degree. The reason I said that, I I was mentally using that as a way to get myself to stop thinking about it because I knew for a fact that mom my, that my mom was going to say, mm, DJ, it's probably not you. Mm-hmm. And she said this. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> and like, oh, so huh? so 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 the stop good it, Lord man. and her mother, the good <laughs> yeah, Lord and I know, her right? Mother, yeah, who never react the way we think. I know they're going to when we (laughs) so I like I mean like like huh you know uh, come back and so I start really I start sort of just internally chomping on this I'm doing really well in my master's degree I'm a class I mean I'm I'm the class standout people like other graduate students are approaching me for things and, and and like that never happened in my life and yeah, I mean that can make you feel good, but it should, but I certainly will say that should never only be the the litmus test. So I started talking to some professors. One of my professors didn't think I could do it. All most of my other professors did. Um the last litmus test that it took for me to surrender being a college professor was Shara. I always joked that Shara liked the idea of me being being having a doctorate degree that she never but she never wanted she never liked the idea of me getting the doctorate degree because she knew she knew what it would mean 
Um, and back then, back then, like fully online doctor degrees didn't exist. Um, yeah. And and like in in lots and lots of months in prayer and talking, I mean, deep, like sorrowful talking. One of the questions that she asked me that I had never actually been asked before in my entire life that I could remember was this. So, DJ, you say you want to go get a doctorate degree. Do you see yourself doing that for the rest of your life? And I had this piece in me that was like, dude, yeah. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I do. And, 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 um, the, unless you want to, Brad, like I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to go into you know the whole the whole story of 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 going down. But I, you know, got accepted the University of Mississippi, yeah. um, and got a job at Bethel University in Western Tennessee. Got a job here at Union, which is where I'm currently at. Yeah, I mean, no, I think one, it's your story, and so so you get to tell it. I would hmm. say that I I love the fact that you got your doctorate because I think one. Um, there's so many jokes with Dr. DJ. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I'm always, I'm always joking <laughs> that I'm going to send you a rash and be like, Hey doc, what do you think? Uh, this is. <laughs> please don't, please don't. Yeah. yeah like, Hey, this, what does this look like to you? Um, I might send you, I might send you but, something but, back. Like, like, you know, but also I'm, yeah, I, th I think you've, uh, I think, you know, your calling was like almost just built in there in a sense as your your dj which yeah. which leads to music and now you have your doctor dj so you have your doctorate in music <laughs> and uh so yeah it's like there there have been hints all along the way yeah i will say this going. i i do want to i do want to add this into um into it, it was it was it was a part of of the journey that neither Sharon nor I expected um, moving, moving to Michigan or Michigan, listen to me, moving to Mississippi was, was the hardest, was the hardest thing that Sharon and I have ever had to do. Yeah. But Brad beyond me. And actually I would almost even, I would almost be willing to say even more than just me getting the doctorate degree. I, I know fully now after having coming through that, that the, that the main reason that God sent us to Mississippi and not Michigan state, Indiana university, Northwestern, whatever was for me and Shara, our marriage was completely redefined in the most wonderful way because we moved and had nobody else except each other. You know, I'm convinced that that like we may know one to three things, may be able to identify and, and mesh out that God is doing in our life at present. But yeah. that is just a small, oh. small segment of of what he is doing. True story. Be, because he's he's working and <clears throat> and and he's good. One, he's good, but two, he's good at it. Yeah, he's good at doing that. And and you know yeah. what? One of the things your sister reminds me, because I'm always worried I'm going to mess it up. And she's like, you're not that big. Do you think you can mess up God's plan? <laughs> yeah, like, like right. honey, that, that's, that's pretty arrogant. Like, like, yeah. you're not you're not near big enough. Um, but also just I read this little meme or whatever on Facebook like years ago. 
and it said, don't worry, God has already factored in your stupidity. Yeah. To his plan. He has. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's Paul like, like that. Yeah, that's comical. But that is actually that's what Paul meant when he said that while we were still sinners, you can replace the word sinners for stupid. While we were still stupid, Christ died for us. Um, but uh, oh. no, I, I totally, I totally agree with you, Brad, on that one. Yeah, it's that's that's a good, that's a good word, man. So God, along the way, places people in our lives, and and I know that you've had people in your life. Yeah. Some, some come for a season. Some come for a moment, and, and at a game-changing moment. You know, I've I've had you know those situations where like I met this person once or twice, but but they yep. affected my life, and. And I believe in those divine appointments and those kind of things. And some come for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah. So who did God place in your path that stands out to you to help you, to yeah. direct you, to, to rub <clears throat> you the right way or the wrong way? Yeah, <laughs> sure. No, no. I mean, you, you, yeah, yeah. you not, maybe, you not only right, learn how to not do the ladder. Maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not stir the waters we'll too keep much. Those, we'll we'll yeah. keep those. Yeah. <laughs> We God need, knows. We could talk about those like off, off, off record. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, my parents very much so. Yeah. Um, and Tabitha, you know, I mean, like the relationship that I have with Tabitha is is very close. It's very dear. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's very Christian based too. Um, which I know may sound dumb, but I mean, I know, I know, I know very well people that don't have that kind of relationship with their siblings. Um. But folks that have that have guided me, um, I would say uh, that have done. Let's go. Let's go. Like that have been that have kind of given given significant because I could just start listing laundry, you know, just right, a laundry right. list of names. Um, Mr. Alan Baker was my band director, who he was he was he was really strict. Like in the and in the band world of days past, and maybe even still days present, but they're just fewer and far. In, further between like band directors were like were like drill officers i mean they'd get in your face and they'd scream and yell at you but there was something about there was something about the way that he did that with me that made me always know that i am better i'm a better musician now than i was then like he he really did support me um he and i and i didn't necessarily I didn't I didn't necessarily feel that he that he kind of had that attitude with everybody, though he may have. Um, um, John Fannin and and like these are non-spiritual people, but John Fannin is is the draw that took me to Murray State. He was the marching band director on scholarship day. He actually came to our high school and told people never forget this. He gave me that he gave me this giant list of scholarships for the music from the music department. And then he looked at my at, at my at the the at my my uh, my my high school, the, everybody was there for it. My, he looked at at all the all the um, underclassmen, and and he said this, and he's going to be in my marching band. There was this there was this huge sense of like community and pride that I felt in that statement. Um, yeah. uh, Doctor John Hill was a was a godsend um, at, at Murray State. Dave Eden. And Boyd Smith um, at First Baptist Church of Murray are two of my two of the most critical spiritual spiritual mentors that I've ever had. Um, 
Mark Witt, Shara's, Shara's uncle, who was our campus minister, was also critical spiritual mentor. Um, let's see. Uh, so kind of moving. Oh, 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 gosh, Brad, when you said, you know, when you said you may have only met him once. Dr. Amy Oquan, A-U-C-O-I-N, Oquan, was a vocal professor that spent, I think she spent like a total maybe of three years, four years max at Murray State before she left. She got wind that I was interested in a doctorate degree. And she she independently reached out to Alan Spurgeon down at the University of Mississippi and said, there's this guy up here, master's degree, great student, good percussionist who is interested. She vouched for me without me knowing it and generated the interest. And that actually got Alan Spurgeon to tell to tell tell her in that conversation, well, tell him to tell him to apply. I want to talk to him. Yeah. She's the person that started that. Um uh let's see. Um Slater Murphy was an enormous uh supporter of of what Cher and I were doing at, down in Mississippi. Um I mean I, I have to say my wife. I'm sorry I didn't start with that, but I have to say Shara. Um she's gonna hear this and she's gonna and and, and because I said I I'm sorry I didn't start with her, she's probably gonna give me she's probably gonna shoot me the look like, why didn't you start with me? Um but um the way that she has supported me in in our marriage of, of just being open to talk about things. Gosh, man. Listeners, if you all, if you all have marriages where you're unsure, if you can talk to your spouse, I would strongly encourage you guys to figure that part of it out because being That's able to, yeah. it's huge being able to freely and yeah. in a safe way, speak to your spouse about anything is, is the only way that God's going to, God's going to strengthen that marriage. Um, You've got to, yeah. The depths, the depths of it is is gonna be oh, dependent man. on your, so your ability to communicate with one another. Yeah, and and that's and that's gonna that's a continuing thing, I think, because one of the things we have to realize is that we're people and we're changing, and mm-hmm. their their spouse is a person and, and they're changing, and we're and changing together at the same yeah, time. We're, we're, we are, uh, but, but also sometimes in in separate ways. Like you know, yeah. she's not she's not. Uh, your your wife does not have her doctorate in music. No, she doesn't. So right. So when you're having those conversations, those music conversations, when you're growing in that sense, you know, you've you've got to share those things mm-hmm. because she's not right there. Uh, she is along with you in the big scheme of things. Yes, and you're right. one. But yeah. you know, you know, your your sister as she's. She's growing as an educator, as a teacher, and the things that she's passionate about, you know, you know, those things that we got to have those conversations. Your your sister loves phonics and and grammar and all that stuff. And I don't even understand. I don't (laughs) understand it, much less, uh, (laughs) much less love it. Like, I still don't know where to put the comma, DJ. I still don't know where to put the comma. Right. Like, too many, not enough. (laughs) I don't know. Lord help me. Hope it's not on the test. Um, well. My first, my first collegiate position, um, Dr. Keith Harris, who's still at Bethel, wonderful dear friend, taught me so much about like college life, um, the life of the professor, the life of a music professor, 
um, and, and was, was my biggest supporter in helping me really thrive. Um, I, I've, I've looked back on, on Bethel <clears throat> knowing full well that that experience God placed in my life because it was perfect for what I needed. Um, I often say now, I often say that, um, and listeners, if you guys don't play chess, I know Brad doesn't play chess, but if you guys don't play chess, then try to really like bad at it. try to connect to the analogy as much as you can. But when you play chess, you are actually responsible for two things. Most people think I can't play chess because I don't know how the pieces move, meaning I don't know how my pieces move. That's what you're that's that's the first thing you're responsible for is moving your own pieces. The second thing you're responsible for is trying to predict what the other person is doing by how they move their pieces. Yeah. When you are playing chess, there are so many moments where you think you know what's going on in the chessboard, and you actually don't because somebody will move a piece you didn't actually think they cared about, and now you've got to restructure your whole plan. The reason I say that is there is there have been so many times in my life where God has showed himself not miles ahead, but almost towards the end of the journey. All that has to happen is one piece move and everything makes sense. Um, that's, I mean, union, This the, the job that I'm currently at, Shara's current job, the way that we sold our house when we moved to Mississippi, the way that we bought a house when we came to Tennessee, um, uh, the way that the way that that our third child came into our lives, we didn't we didn't plan number three. You know what I mean? And like some people might say, well, DJ, that's just biology. No, that's not because like the way that God has worked our hearts is not is not biology. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean arg arguably, this is where I go with with science is the study of the natural world. So biology is the study of those natural things. So you cannot in, in those ways separate this because yeah, that's the system that God created. That's the system that God made. So when we say it's biology, it's not just biology, right? But God is, you know, that, sorry, that's a little soapbox for me. I'm like, you know, physics is our, is our ability to understand the world that God has given us and those, yeah. all those calculations and all of those things that he made. We're just trying to figure them out. We're trying to figure right. out what he's already done and what he already knows. So, yeah, sorry. So, um, <laughs> anything else? Well, you know, my sister's phone just closed. And so now I was like, well, is there another question? You know what? I like, Brad, I think that's probably good. Okay. I mean, is like, is there anything else though that, 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 that you would like to know? No, I mean, I think that that you've you've covered a lot of because a lot of the questions again they they integrate they they tie into each other yeah sure like in the the answer no I think it's I think it's good um, I'm glad to hear more of your story yeah you know and some of that I was aware of and some of it not so much sure and you know I'm encouraged to see w what's next mm -hmm. you know what what is next now i'm not saying that that means you leave your current position but you know you know i know like you haven't mentioned this but i think you've mentioned it in other series you know with your church you're a deacon uh so you're involved in that part of the leadership of the church mm -hmm. you know you guys are active and so god is 
God is working in so many ways. Just, but I think when we can identify His fingerprints, that's what I call it. His His fingerprints. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I know in a, I know in like a church setting, if you were to give like a testimony that you've got like yeah. three minutes or five minutes, and I and I'll certainly say that that when when I was ordained as a deacon, I actually typed mine out. Yeah. And I explained to him, I want I did this, so my apologies if this seems just kind of stoic, but I need to do this so that I could actually get done with this in yeah. a very small amount of time. But it is, it's it's looking, it's looking at the data points in the past to really identify very deliberately where was God working? How did this how is this not just happenstance? Right. Um so right. So so I think one of the things that's <clears throat> we kind of end on is encouraging the people that are listening to do that yeah. in their life. Look back where has God been leading you, where he's led you, you know, where has he led you to, where has he led you through, you know, right. difficult things and there's good things and there's all of that. So look at that in your life and recognize it. Cause I think that the more I look, the more I see, his fingerprints yes. everywhere. Yeah. And 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 to, to piggyback off that point, Brad, thank you for that. That's wonderful. Well said. And God is not going to keep himself hidden. Right. If you if you uh, are if you want to find out where he really has been in your life, look. you st- you gotta start looking for it. And one of the and one of the easiest ways to start looking for it is to talk about your past to talk yeah. about your journey because uh, um, seriously brad until you said uh with a you know the people in my life that have that have um that have been uh, uh that have that have served some sort of significant portion amy oquan i did not actually put that together that she was she was the spark that god used to get yeah. to get me to that next step so um and I think that's encouraging for me too, on that level, as someone who who wants to be used by God to help in others' lives. Yeah. And there's sometimes when you know you have a conversation with someone that you meet at the coffee house that you never see again. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. You don't know that God didn't use that to that's right. to to speak into their life, and and that was your purpose in their life. That's like, right. That's right. Probably never see them again. They never see you again. They may not even know your name, yeah, or who you are. But, but that that message that God wanted them to hear that day, yeah, got across. So, so Brad, what we're gonna do? I don't know. I don't know when, but we're gonna do a future episode on parable of the sower because that's exactly what you're talking about. So, so, so. Yep. Sparingly or. (laughs) Throwing out there. Go. Give me those bags of seeds, baby. Yeah, man. That's right. Um, Brad, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Yep. Listeners, we, we thank you. Thank you for, uh, for, um, indulging in, in my journey. Um, and, uh, thank you for, for investing your time. Share this with people that, that you feel that, uh, that could, that could be used by it. Be prayerful about, about people that, that, that you feel, um, would enjoy, you know, would enjoy our show. Um, but we certainly love, we certainly love hanging out with each other and and sharing our hearts with each other. So listeners, we'll catch you next time. Yeah.